Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So I started running live Zoom groups during COVID as a way to help people get out of their heads and process some stuff, but also to build a community where we could champion each other's stories. It's called the TAT Lab, and that has grown into a thriving community now where we have life coaches and therapists all running multiple classes a day, everything from codependency to relationships. I run a giant check-in once a week. I'm also doing a group couples class, everything from trauma to chakras, and, and it's constantly changing. And one of the reasons why it's called the lab is because uh, we are playing in our sandbox. And something that I'm super passionate about is helping people in a casual way. So it's more casual over clinical. Um, we have a great time and we have an amazing community. And also it's extremely affordable. So check us out. There's no better time to grow than right now. Go to my Instagram at The Angry Therapist and click on my bio link. And we will see you in group. Does your relationship have a chance? First, let's define what a quote-unquote relationship means to you today, not what it did when you were in your early 20s chasing the sticky dynamics that stem from our childhood and old wounds and dysfunction. So here's the thing. Basically, we have our definitions of love before all the shit that went down, right? Usually this is um, high school, college, our 20s. Uh, when we thought love was only a feeling and we were losing ourselves and other people. Then we have our definitions of love after the therapy, the meetings, right? Our, our eat, love, pray journey after all the shattered hearts and realizing that love is actually, in fact, a choice and to build anything sustainable, we have to be healthy humans. So if you're in a place where love still means to sacrifice and not have a life and lose yourself and someone else, then you got to go play that shit out. There's no other answer except to experience it. You can't just read about healthy love in books. You actually have to experience the bad, the, you know, you have to go through the storm to come out um, and to know, right? You can't just, if you, if you haven't had a lot of love experiences and this isn't an age thing, um, chances are you don't have any new definitions. And, because why would you, right? Um, we acquire, we earn, we create new definitions because the old shit didn't work, <laughs> right? We, we, we create new definitions when we realize that our old definitions were distorted and warped. So, um, but if you're here because you've gone through hell and back and you've lost yourself and you've put people on pedestals and you've compromised yourself and you've had many shattered hearts like I have, and maybe you've uh, lost temper, uh, lost your temper, thrown chairs, maybe you've cheated or been cheated on, right? Maybe you woke up feeling gross, empty, and confused. All of that stuff. And then you went and dated yourself because the world told you to, but you didn't do it in an honest way. So you did it again, but this time really for you, and you realized that it wasn't just a bumper sticker, but to date yourself is to um, actually connect to self and have a sense of self so you actually exist in relationships. So if you've done that, if you've put the love donuts down and eaten some love vegetables, 
and start to put weight on different things that really matter. Um, if you learn how to create some soil and be vulnerable um, and go for uh, people who are not just hot, <laughs> but something that is deeper than skin, right? Now, if this resonates with you, then this episode is for you. So I'm going to give you four questions to ask yourself if you know if your relationship has a chance at being sustainable, meaningful, and healthy. Number one, does your partner take ownership? Now, if you or your partner don't have the ability to own what is yours, your words, your actions, energy, state, history, life, whatever, then you are building on sand. The relationship is going to eventually crumble because there's no other way to build a relationship other than to like actually own shit because you guys are going to fight. Um, and remember, it's not about how many times you fight. It's about how you fight. And if you don't own your peace, um, the fights will always be destructive. So the first piece to owning something is to actually announce that, look, I did something um, is to, 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 to not blame, right? It's, not, it's to not um, end your sentences with buts or uh, I, did it, I did this because you. There's this thing that we do. We think we're owning something because we announce that maybe we did something wrong and then we follow it up with a giant but or, uh, well, if you didn't do this, I wouldn't have done you know, that kind of shit. And um, that's not owning. Owning means ending shit, ending your sentences with period, periods, you know? So do you have the ability or your partner to actually own something? So the first piece is the announcement, and the second piece is to put action behind his words, right? To actually own um, what his contribution is in the, the relationship that isn't working. And that could be anything, right? So owning actually makes you build trust. Uh, owning means you're growing together and fights are productive. Um, when, when people own, bridges are created and people are understood and the love can actually become stronger. When people don't own, this pushes people away. It flips the magnet, the love magnet. Um, you start doing life around people instead of with. Uh, you drift because you don't trust the person anymore. And then you end up living on an island alone. So... Taking ownership is, is, is number one. These aren't in any kind of uh, chronological order. Number two, does your partner champion your story? I think this is so important. It's not just about supporting. It's about fully championing your story, who you are, you know, your family, your, <laughs> your, your upbringing, your fucking Cosby sweaters that you used to wear. Um, man, I totally did it myself. Uh, you, if you're listening to this, you probably... Um, did not grow up in the 80s, but uh, everything about you, where you're from, who you are, how you are, um, embracing not only who you are today, but your story, right? Because your story is who you are. And so if your partner doesn't champion your story, they're not championing you. A lot of times we get into relationships and we start um, trying to fix people. And this is number three. Does your partner accept you as is? This is so important. Um a lot of people date potential. A lot of people uh, feel better about themselves by investing in relationships where they're like projects and you think that you can fix someone or make them better. Um, and by doing so, you might, you might not even be aware of this, right? But by doing so, it makes you feel better. So you're always dating someone um, 
with potential, right? And in a way, that's more for you than them because it makes you feel valuable. And this is probably happening underneath the surface and you're not even aware of this. This is subconscious. Um, but your partner has to accept you as you are not who you could be or not who you were, right? So because all that matter, all that exists, all that's real is who you are today. Um, if your part doesn't, then the relationship is going to be lopsided. It's going to be lined with control. Uh, whether it's obvious or subtle, it's going to be lined with manipulation. It's going to be lined with a lot of um, pressure for you to be someone that you are not, right? So that's number three. Number four is do both of you guys um, – does both of your definitions of love line up? So we pull from our definitions. And if, you know, if, if one of you believes that love means, you know, giving everything, including yourself to your partner, the two people equals one. And then the other part of you or the other partner um, believes that loving means two people with separate lives choosing to share their life together, right? They're coming in as individuals then that gap in definition is going to create a lot of disconnect. So they don't have to be perfect. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to have perfect love definitions. We, we are different. The way we love uh, is different. We have different love languages, right? All of that actually makes love beautiful because then you're not dating yourself. You're dating someone that is different. And there's a stretch involved in that. But if your macro definitions of love are very different, um, then you have two people on very different pages and it's not going to work. So what does love mean to you? What does love mean to your partner? Are the definitions basically the same? Is there overlap? Because if there isn't, you know, and let, let me give you the most obvious example. If one person's and this is kind of, it's, it's, it's the most obvious, but it's, it's, I'm saying that because I want you to really understand this. If one person's definition of love is monogamy and another person's definition of love is um, I could have many partners, obviously not going to work, right? Um, so even the subtle things, you know, if someone thinks love means constantly being with the person uh, 24-7 and that's what, you know, when I was growing up, my definition of love because I – didn't learn this shit in school, and I had to uh, learn through my own experiences. I thought love meant to give everything to that person, right? And there's something, there's something romantic about that, right? Uh, we see that in movies. You basically lose yourselves, and you sacrifice yourself, and everything is for your partner, your wife. Um, then I realized quickly that was not healthy. That's called enmeshment and codependence. <laughs> um, and behind that, a lot of jealousy and jealous behavior and control and all of that stuff, right? So... Um, your definition of love, hopefully both of you guys have healthy definitions of love and you guys are on the same page. Then you guys are swimming together, not like stepping on shoes and overpowering each other and all that shit. So these are four of many actual, um, actually, questions to ask yourself to see if your relationship has a chance. I think if you um, don't take ownership, you or your partner does, doesn't take ownership. I think that if you, um, you guys don't champion each other's story. And I think if you guys don't accept each other as you are now today, and you guys, um, don't have generally the same definitions of love, I don't think your relationship has a chance. 
Now, I'm not even mentioning the obvious, which is communication, capacity, self-awareness, right? Chemistry, all of that stuff. So I mentioned these four because these are four that many do not think of. And so think about it. If you're single, think about uh, when you're choosing to love someone, if they um, have the ability for this stuff, right? Are they doing these things? Um, Or if you're in a relationship, are these things happening? If not, then you may want to reevaluate and start some conversations. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.